Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 6, 11 through 18, called The Cross is the Answer. One of the things that the cross of Jesus Christ does is it answers all that the deepest questions of life. And when we are reconciled to God, we're not only reconciled to God through the cross, we're reconciled to one another. See, this place is a very unique place because this is a place that the church of Jesus Christ gathers. And we're all different. We have different skin color in this room. We come from different backgrounds, different countries of origin. We have, some of us grew up in maybe, you know, middle-class neighborhoods. Some of us were poor growing up. Some of us had a lot of money. I grew up with a single mom who was a waitress in a very poor neighborhood. But I had grandparents who helped us, and it's really the only way we made it. And you, you have your own situation. And I found my way to the foot of the cross in my early 20s by the grace of God. And the Lord began to teach me that this, this thing called the church is such a special, special thing. It's, it's imperfect because it's filled with us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but when it's right and when we're loving each other the way we're supposed to, the cross reconciles us to God and to one another. This is what Paul is saying in Ephesians 2. Take a peek with me. Verse 13. Now, Ephesians 2.13, in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly, were afar off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. 14. For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who made both groups, Jew and Gentile here, into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. How will the walls come down in Christ? By abolishing in his flesh the enmity. That word enmity can, can speak of strife and division which is in the law, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so that he, that in himself, he might make the two, Jew and Gentile here, uh, you know, the ancient struggle between, between these two people groups, make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. That, and might reconcile them both in one body, that's the church, to God, how? Through the cross. By, by it having put to death the enmity. The enmity dies at the foot of the cross and he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access. We could say we all have our access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. You are of God's household. You are God's family. If we cannot set the bar here, we are lost. If we can look at our own hearts and pick up the themes of the world and do the same stuff and everything that shapes our worldview is just the voices we're listening to out there and we're not letting the Bible inform how we look at people and how we deal with people, then what are we? We're just another group of people that comes together and shares our opinions. But all ground is level at the foot of the cross. Amen? Huh? Okay. We're reconciled 
by the blood of that cross. Back to Galatians, just a few pages back. 6, 15. For, this is a connecting word to the previous context, neither is circumcision that religious right, if you will, anything, it's not anything, nor uncircumcision. Some people could take pride and say, oh, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get caught up in that. No, I, I, I didn't do that. Well, that's not anything either. You, you could say, well, I, I didn't succumb to it or I, I've, I've never gone through that right. That's not anything either. That's, that's not, nothing to boast about either. See, whether that's happened or not is not the issue. The issue is whether or not you are, look at 15, the end of the verse, whether or not you are a new creation. The word new is kainos in Greek. It speaks of new and freshness and quality. And the word creation is katesis in Greek. It has the idea of an incorporation into a new system of reality. When you were born again, you were made a new creation in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter, matter whether we've been circumcised or not, new living what counts is whether we've been transformed into a new creation. Are you a new creation in Christ? You know, the Lord, uh, from the time I got saved, and, I, and I'll tell you, with my, my background, I had a lot of anger and a lot of hurt in my heart because my father left when I was very young and I never knew him. And I didn't realize this until later, but a lot of what I did was driven by anger. See, I was angry at what had happened. And I didn't even know how to articulate it. In fact, I'll tell you, when I was about five or six years old, my mom was taking me to all these different doctors because I had these incredibly terrible headaches. And I had issues with my eyes. I was blurred vision and terrible headaches. My mom took me to every doctor under the sun. Finally, a doctor said, has this, they couldn't find anything wrong. Has this kid been through some sort of trauma? And then my mom said, yeah, we just, I've just gone through a divorce. We relocated to California from Chicago. And I didn't even know how to process it. And I spent a lot of my life that way, trying to prove somebody wrong. I'll get in the gym. I'll prove my dad wrong. One day, I'm going to play for the Cubs. This is what I told myself. I was a baseball player. I'm going to play for the Chicago Cubs. And I'm going to be in TV, on TV, and my dad's going to be sorry. This is what happens to us, folks. As young people, we don't even know how to process this stuff. Sometimes we don't even realize what drives us. Sometimes it's a negative comment from our past. It's brokenness from our past. And it drives our decision-making. And we don't even know what, what it's done to us. Paul says, are you a new creation? Because that's all that matters. Where I was going with that thought as you turn to 2 Corinthians, we're just a, a couple pages back now. 2 Corinthians 5 is, the Lord started showing me all these new things. I was a new creation in Christ and he started showing me all these new things about how to see life through his eyes. Amen? See, when you're a new creation, you begin to see life through his eyes. When you've been crucified with Christ, you begin to see people through his eyes. And you begin to see your own heart for what it has been. Amen. You can say it. You can say amen even to a hard point. You begin to see, man, my, my, the way I've looked at the world and looked at people has been shaped by all these other things instead of by Christ. And Christ gives you new eyes. You're a new creation. He gives you a new heart. 
And it's painful sometimes to see how you thought and maybe even how you still think. Because it's, it's, a, it's a work over time, right? If it was overnight, that'd be nice. And some of you have some cool overnight stories. Everything just went away and I'm good to go. That's not my story. It's been a process. Take a look at 2 Corinthians 5, thinking about this new creation idea and what, how we should live now. It says, for, uh, this is uh, 14 of chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, for the love of Christ controls us or compels us. I'm now compelled not by people's opinions, but the love of Christ controls or compels us. Having concluded the, this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he, Jesus, died 15 for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one. This is powerful. No one according to the flesh. I don't look at people that way anymore, says Paul. Not the way that I used to look at Gentiles. Not the way that I used to look at women. Which, by the way, there was a very negative view from the rabbis and the religious leaders against women. Jesus liberated women to a large degree. And the, the religious leaders looked down on, they had this heritage, right, that they were proud of. So they looked down on Gentiles. They looked down on women. They looked down on Samaritans. Everybody else was lower than them. Paul says, I don't do that anymore. I don't recognize anyone according to the flesh anymore, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? She is a new creature, a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come, including how I navigate this life. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And what has he given us? He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. I remember when uh, Shane was younger, I was teaching him Bible verses, and I remember he would be in the bathtub, and I'd try to teach him verses, sometimes with a southern draw like Charles Stanley. And I, he'd be in the bathtub, bubble, bubble bath, you know. Calgon, take me away. And I'd say, all right, here's a verse. God, and he'd say, God has given us, given us, the ministry, ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation. He had a Boston accent. We're not sure where it came from. Never visited Boston. But he liked to go to Bogo King a lot. <laughs> we have a ministry. Please listen. Our ministry is a ministry of what? Reconciliation with God and with one another. And I tell you, I, I look and my heart is broken. And I know yours is too. And I know there's all these voices telling us this is what's going to fix it. This will fix it. That'll fix it. This will fix it. If only, if this, if that. And I tell you what, there's times when we all... <laughs> We get to a point, and I'm sure I'm speaking probably for all of us, no matter you know where you're coming from, where you just, <laughs> you just go, ah, what do we do, Lord? Sometimes we even say, where do we start? Can I suggest at the foot of the cross? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Join Pastor Michael Lance on Sunday, September 27th for a discussion about suicide with Stand to Reason's John Noyes. Suicide's a leading cause of death in the United States. It's an issue that's touched us all in one way or another. Whether it's something you wrestle with personally or it's a friend who's struggling, it's at the center of our cultural conversation. Join me as I seek to give you some tools to address suicide in your own life or in the life of someone who's close to you. We're going to do this by answering three questions. Why is this important? Why do people contemplate suicide? And what can we do about it? The 633 event, Thinking Biblically About Suicide, is Sunday, September 27th. For details, call 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. We have a ministry. Please listen. Our ministry is a ministry of what? Reconciliation. With God and with one another. And I tell you, I I look and my heart is broken. And I know yours is too. And I know there's all these voices telling us this is what's going to fix it. This will fix it. That'll fix it. This will fix it. If only, if this, if that. And I tell you what, there's times when we all, (laughs) we get to a point, and I'm sure I'm speaking probably for all of us, no matter, you know, where you're coming from, where you just... You just go, ah, what do we do, Lord? Sometimes we even say, where do we start? Can I suggest at the foot of the cross? See, if we start there, then the way that I look at the world and people around me, and especially brothers and sisters in Christ, is going to be different. Don't get me wrong. I, I think we need to talk. I think we need to hear people. I think we need to take some strides in the right direction. But we are Christians. And they will know that we are Christians by our what? See, God is in the recreation business. And he he starts with the heart. That's what makes being a Christian sometimes uncomfortable. (laughs) Could we start with something else? (laughs) Could we start with some stuff over there? Some surfacey stuff? Can't we just talk about some surfacey stuff for a while? No, you, you open your Bible and what does it do? It's like a mirror. And you go, don't always like what I'm seeing. You see, those 16 who walk, same as walking in the Spirit in 525, by this rule, everything Paul has just said. The word for rule is canon in Greek, K-N-O-N, 
We have the idea of the canon of Scripture. This is the same idea of this word. It means the measuring rod. Those who walk by this way, this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. That phrase, the Israel of God, two major views. One camp believes the Israel of God is a group of ethnic Jews within the body of Christ, a remnant, if you will, the Israel of God. Some believe that the Israel of God goes with the theme of Galatians, that basically anyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ is a child of Abraham. You can look at chapter 3, I think 28 and 29. They are part of Abraham's family. They are Abraham's offspring by faith. So they are part of the Israel of God. You, you might be in either of the camps, but I think that's secondary to this point. Israel is an interesting name, isn't it? It's a country that we know of. But it's a name that was given to a major Bible character in Genesis 32. His name was Jacob or Yaakov. And his name means a conniver. That's what he was. He was a conniving kind of person. In Genesis 32, he's in trouble. His brother Esau is coming with an army of men. And Jacob thinks he's probably going to kill him for past sins that Jacob committed against his brother and his family. So he sends his family across the river. And I believe that night he was crying out to God, saying, Lord, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Esau, my brother, is coming to perhaps kill me and my family. Would you please protect us? Would you help us? And that night, do you remember what happened? A strange visitor showed up in Genesis 32, described as the angel of the Lord. We believe it was Jesus. And that night, Jacob, the heel catcher conniver, wrestled with this mystery man all night long into the early morning hours. It was ancient MMA. Ding! And Jacob held on. And I was talking to someone in the courtyard, and they said, I almost picture Jacob as holding on to the leg of the Lord. You know, bless me, bless me. And the Lord's pulling him like our little kids, you know, when we were going to leave that. Don't leave, Daddy. Don't leave that. Hang on to your leg. <laughs> I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm not letting go until you bless me. And the Lord touched him, remember? And he grabbed him. And Jacob never walked the same way again. He had a little hitch in his giddy up. And that night, the Lord said to Jacob, your name will no longer be called Jacob. I'm going to call you Israel. Now, scholars have debated on the meaning of the name, but El, E-L is always God. So you have a name like Joel or Daniel. It's always, E-L is always God at the end of a name. And then the, the root of the word, uh, scholars believe it means either governed by God or James Montgomery Boyce made an argument that Israel means God prevails. This is why this is so significant. If you are going to be a person like this, you must be governed by God. Are you with me? If you're going to be a person who walks as a new creation and has a ministry of reconciliation, it's going to be because you are governed by God. You are walking in the Spirit. You are producing the fruits of the Spirit, which we saw in Galatians 5, and 23. And I have to ask myself, am I? Sometimes I wrestle with God. But... I hope you and I are praying, Lord, I'm not letting go until you bless me. Give me a new name. Make me a new creation. That's what he did to Jacob. I'm renaming you, not just to rename you. I want you now to be governed by God. You've been governed by your flesh. You've been governed by pressure. You've been governed by the things that you think you need to achieve. Now you'll be governed by me. And I'll show you what will happen to a life. 
from now on, 17, final two verses. Galatians 6, 17, let no one cause trouble for me. From now on, have you ever made a declaration like that in your home or in your car? From now on, let no one in the surrounding vicinity cause trouble for me anymore. You ever been in a, a long trip with your kids in the back seat? From now on, <laughs> no more trouble. Daddy, look at the road, please. No more trouble. From now on, stop it. <laughs> Paul's written a whole Galatian letter to say to the false teachers, in Galatia, please stop causing trouble. <laughs> enough with the false gospel, enough with the division, enough with trying to compel people to be religious in your way. For I bear, bastazo is the Greek word, it's the same word for Jesus carrying the cross to the crucifixion site. I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. Brand marks is a single Greek word, stigmata. The root word is stigma. I've been stigmatized. You talk about an outward right of the flesh. I'm talking about scars I can show you of shipwrecks and stonings, of holding on to wreckage in the open sea, of being beaten with rods unto the point of death. You want to talk about outward signs that you're religious? Take a look at this scar. You ever done a scar comparison with your buddies? Shark bite. It was a baby shark. One foot from the sand. <laughs> oh yeah, look at this one, tough guy. Have you ever been stigmatized for being a Christian? If you have, you're in good company. I remember Ray Comfort talking about Christians sharing the gospel, and he asked, anybody here ever been hit by a rock for sharing the gospel? Anybody? Probably not. You know why? We don't take a whole lot of risks to share the gospel. But Paul would say, got this one in Philippi, those back there. Got this one over here, this one over there. You want to talk about what really shows that you're a believer? Have you been stigmatized? I know some of you are sitting here this morning and you've dealt with a lot of this for various reasons, for being a Christian and otherwise. But Paul says, I'm willing to carry that to get this gospel message out. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 18. Be with your spirit, brethren. That word amen means so be it. So let it be. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ always fill your heart. You've been listening to The Cross is the Answer, part three on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 6, 11 through 18. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program or part one or two, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. As an FYI, Pastor Michael is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. And you're invited to attend our Wednesday night and Sunday morning services in person or live streamed on YouTube. Join Pastor Michael and the Living Truth Christian Fellowship family in worship and for an inspiring teaching in the Bible. You can find Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube and by going to walkintruth.com. Pastor Michael and all of us here on the Walk in Truth team would love it if you joined us. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you know, each time we finish up a book in our church fellowship, it's always like a it's always a wonderful accomplishment and you know, when you get a book of the Bible under your belt and you've studied it from the beginning to the end, there's nothing like it to see how the Holy Spirit put it together through the author. And this last 
part of this uh, message, the cross is the answer, is so fitting uh, to sum up Galatians and to move on to our next book, which I'll tell you about in a second. But you can go back and listen to some of the Galatians teaching that maybe you'd like to review or uh, go back and share with a friend or just review for yourself. And it's all available at walkintruth.com or on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app or via podcast. And you can get all the information. Probably best thing to do is go to walkintruth.com or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars or just search for the show on any of the podcast apps that you like to use. Now, I'm excited to tell you that we're moving on to a study in First and Second Thessalonians. And I'll tell you, these books are powerful. And they deal with practical Christianity, but they have the most content on the day of the Lord and the second coming and the rapture and resurrection than any book except for the book of Revelation. And so they're exciting books to study for the practical parts, but also for the, the parts about the coming of the Lord because that helps us keep our focus and keep our lives where they need to be. So that's what's coming up on Walk in Truth, 1 Thessalonians, verse by verse. I think you're going to be blessed by it. Hey, tell a friend about what's coming up and uh, keep us in prayer. God bless you, and we will catch you for that first study tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 called Solid and Sounding Forth God's Word. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.